0: been a long day and a nice hot detox shower. Come on. Hi everyone, I'm Jo and this is Bare Minimum, the podcast where I bring on amazing guests and chat about stuff. I'm really excited about this week's guest. She is a marketing maven, an award-winning LGT L-G-B-T-Q-I-A plus ally, <laughs> Kardashian-approved illustrator, queen of the abbrevive, that means abbreviation, pioneer of the signature single kiss at the end of a tweet, leopard print legend, and another podcast idol of mine, along with her pop-cessed co-host, friend of the pod, Connor Bean. Please welcome to the podcast, Holly Shortall.
1: Hi, oh my god, I need to get you to write my bio for Twitter, that was, I wasn't expecting that at all.
0: Good no boys!
1: <laughs> it was so nice, thank you for having me, I'm so excited to just talk to somebody
0: else. Oh my god, to have some human interaction, I had a rather chaotic Zoom, family Zoom call earlier, and I've literally only done one other Zoom call in my life, and that was Liam's cook-along. So. <laughs> that was about as chaotic as they guess. The moment you realise that the chicken wasn't marinated, it was just... That was a classic. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh. We had about half an hour of my grandparents just trying to figure out how to actually turn on the Zoom. So, yeah, no, it's good to talk. Good to talk, because otherwise you forget how to do it, really, I think, mm-hmm. other than with flatmates. So, how are you doing?
1: Um, yeah, I'm grand. It's like... I'm like I'm not gonna lie and say, yeah, I'm fantastic. Um it's mm-hmm. very strange time. Um obviously I just moved over here in January, uh, from Dublin. So uh i am here four months, <laughs> two of which have been locked in my flat. Um so it's yeah, it's been very challenging. Um, but we're getting there. I think we're hopefully we've been through kind of the worst of it. Uh and yeah i'm Grant. how
0: are you i'm good yeah you say about being through the worst of it i believe we're past the peak as they call it which is great so i think we all just hang in there and i'm sort of sick of even thinking about it to be honest but i'm my i'm at the point in the quarantine where my sleep sleep schedule is just fucked like i'm waking up not proud to admit that i woke up at 12 today and I usually I'm starting to go to bed at like two I'm just boshing out like four or five Real Housewives episodes just to sort of bury my head in the sand and sort of forget about it all which is really quite dark but that's how I'm coping and I haven't left the house in days apart from like taking the bins out I need to take a leaf out of yours and Harry's book because those pics looked stunning the other evening
1: yeah no you know what we only moved in here together two weeks so Harry's my uh my friend and my housemate we only moved in here about two and a half weeks before lockdown um so we're in Salford which is one of the boroughs in Manchester but it's kind of like its own city or something as well there's i don't know what the story is but anyway it's gorgeous here um and it's yeah it's i'm so glad that we moved here um a because i'm at the time a couple of people were like oh do you really want to move somewhere that's like 20 minutes away in a tram and I was like, yeah, I kind of do. It reminds me a lot of Dublin here. Like the, the keys and stuff are very reminiscent of like the city centre in Dublin. So I kind of feel like I have a little bit of home here. But what I would say, Joe, is like, don't beat yourself up for going to bed at two and waking up at 12 and watching Real Housewives. So like whatever it is that gets you through this, there's no, there's no like textbook on how to deal with what we're going through at the moment. And if that's how you are operating and that's what makes you... You know, helps you sleep and get through the day. Then fucking do it, like just do it. You know.
0: Thank you for that, and I'll have your voice in my head tonight at half past one when I'm pressing play on my fifth episode. Yeah, yes, <laughs> me. go on, watch another episode. That's interesting about um you deciding to live in when and everyone' screaming at you to live in Ancoats, I because yeah. let's face it that's where everyone wants Holly Shortall to live if she's going to move in move to Manchester I do feel like it's my spiritual homeland although I've said that about LA and I haven't even been there so
1: well I do think it would probably be a lot easier to really relocate to Manchester than it would be to
0: relocate to LA so no, no, no green card This is quite a a bare minimum exclusive because this is our first sort of one-on-one, which is crazy because with Twitter, it feels like you get to know the person. It's our first sort of getting to know your chat um, because it's usually with a group of people. We met briefly at Pride, but I wasn't even sure if you knew who I was and I sort of felt like a a fan. Of course I knew
1: who you were. You know what? It's funny, like sometimes like I don't know who people are but I, I always do my best I think um to at least pretend not pretend but like if someone says like oh you're Holly Shortall I'll kind of be like oh like what's your username but it's it's hard as well because um you can't remember everyone you
0: know but me? I did do know- remember do you remember me from Monaco yes I still have yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> the road <laughs> <laughs> So I'm sure there are uh, listeners here who are no stranger to Popsest, which is one of my favourite podcasts. It's still preserved in all its glory, all the episodes. as They are still there, right?
1: They are still there. They
0: are still there for you to dive into. I wanted to know, how did you and Connor meet?
1: Um, me and Connor met probably... I think it was around two thousand and fourteen. Um, we'd actually been neighbours for quite a long time. We both lived very close together in um kind of the city centre in Dublin. Um, and Connor's a DJ in one of the kind of three or four gay bars that's in Dublin, um, called The George. Uh he DJs there. Obviously he's on hiatus at the moment, you know, because of the little pandemic and that. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so he DJs there Thursdays and Saturdays and I I knew who he was like from social media and stuff, but we'd not like met met properly. And as far as I can recall, me and my friend Jamie went. We used to go like every Thursday, um, and probably Saturday as well. And can't we just thought Connor was like the shit, which I still think to this day like he's amazing as you well know. Love um, and I I think we were like tweeting him from the dance floor, being like play like Iggy Azalea, like play this, play that, um. And I'd say he was just like fuck off, like the two of you. But we ended up like we waited for him, I think, till the very, very end because we knew he was walking our way. It was like four o'clock in the morning or something. And I think we all went back to mine or something like that and um, just had a few more drinks. And like we were kind of just inseparable after that, like because we were neighbors. So like I would even just text him and be like, "I'm going down to Little. Like, do you wanna? Do you wanna come down to Little with me and we'll just have a stroll and we'd have a little chit chat?" So, yeah, he's great.
0: So cute! I love that. I love the Iggy Azalea requests as well. Walk a mile in these lubes. Literally, uh, that's Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like anyone on gay Twitter, you say the name Holly Shortle, First of all, they're already following you, and second of all, you know they know who you are.
1: And oh, that's a very kind thing to say. I I would highly doubt that that's true.
0: Um, because, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's tea. It's tea, hun. Tea, as Connor would say. LGBT activism obviously it's the right thing to support but I want to know like what or whom made you decide to throw your energy into it in other words where did your real passion for LGBT QIA plus rights originate was there a moment tell me about that yeah there
1: was a moment um like obviously like a lot of my friends um i'm very very lucky to have a lot of friends who are members of the community and you know not just um you know uh a, a, you know cis gay white man like i you know i'm very lucky that like i'm able to he listened to the experiences of like many different kind of inter you know intersectionalities within the community as well, like I've friends who are fifty and I've got friends who are twenty um so I think for me, I'm a very like you know if we're gonna get like deep into it, like I'm a very empathetic person, like it's crippling to a degree. um I know some people don't understand that, but what I mean is when sometimes when people tell me something like really. Something that like hurt them, like I I generally want like I won't be able to stop thinking about it for weeks, and I won't be like it'll keep me awake at night. I'll be just so hurt and upset, and I was always like that, um. And I think the more kind of friends that I was finding in the community over the last kind of you know five or six years, and the more I listened to, even you know stories of people coming out, people's stories of amazing parents, stories of awful parents, maybe stories of people who you know were living with hiv and did not feel comfortable enough to share that information because they were afraid of the stigma and the discrimination um i have friends who are trans whose you know parents continue to dead name them and use the wrong pronouns and you know there, there's there's just so much you know and there's obviously like racism you know you see on grinder like people putting specific preferences in and saying oh i don't like this i don't like that and i suppose Because I I got to listen to the personal element of it through having the friends, I just kind of felt like there's so much here that I suppose I could lend my platform and my voice to kind of trying to help the rest of the world and like other, because I'm straight, like other cis kind of straight, you know, and even white people that like, these are the best people i've ever met in my fucking life like to know what i mean like this community like there's nothing like the lgbtq community or communities i should say like they are just absolutely the best people in the world so and i personally just can't understand why literally everyone is not fallen at you guys's feet
0: you know what i mean i mean hey you said it i mean <laughs> like sometimes in like a private conversation between me and another gay like we would say Imagine being straight. Like it's difficult growing up and going through school and being different, and um, you know, being the odd one out. But ultimately, I-, I can't imagine it any other way. I think it was probably the first pride that I went to where I really had this breakthrough where it was like, yeah, I'm so. It's it's a gift, you know.
1: Yeah, like it's just you're just you know, and obviously, like I don't want to, um, you know. St- 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 stereotype like an entire you know community and obviously all the community within that but there is just a you know vibrancy that i think exists um in lgbtq people that just and a resilience and like the brave the braveness um the courage you know the determination the as you said like the creativity fucking hilarity like oh gay twitter is like like it's getting me through this whole pandemic at the moment twitter is just my savior um you know just everything so i suppose the real kind of ter- like turn so obviously i kind of was you know somebody who had a network of friends who were you know from these communities um and then kind of alongside that i'd had a social media um platform that had kind of grown a little bit over the years and then i went to had a couple of friends who were in um act up so act up is the aids coalition to unleash power and it's a like a group of hiv activists and there's little Groups all over the world so there's like act of paris act of new york um act of dublin was formed in 2016 and they put on a showing of the french film um 120 beats per minute in i believe it was april 2018 and someone just texted me and was like we've got it was like a fundraiser you know you could give the, whatever the it was like a tenner ticket and they all got the money and then they would use that to um they would use the money that they raised to like you know print t-shirts and stickers you know that were um calling for prep to be introduced um on our rnhs which is the hse so i just went along to watch this film brought a little bottle of wine with me was furious when i realized it was french and it was subtitled i was like oh. <laughs> like I remember it, like the first line came up on the screen and I was like oh my god I'm not going to enjoy this at all I was in hysterics about 20 minutes in um and I remember it just touched me in a way that I had I had never had to think about um HIV and the um AIDS pandemic because at that you know at that stage the majority of my friends were you know gay men in their 20s and unfortunately to me i just didn't you know it wasn't something that was talked about or discussed really you know maybe i wasn't listening maybe people were talking about it but they weren't talking about it to me i don't know i just didn't really know anything about it um i watched that film and i remember we came out and uh, my friend said my friend said to me um shall we go for a pint and I was like, go for a pint. I was like, I'm going to chain my fucking self to the Department of Health. I was like, this is an outrage. Like, how is this going on? Like, why is this still happening? You know, um, people can't get access to the, the preventative measures and, you know, everything like that. So after that, then I actually joined ACT UP. So
0: You sure did. This iconic photo of you holding the Act Up sign upside down, which actually I think helped <laughs> helped people find out about the cause more because it was just so retweetable.
1: You know that. that you know I'm so glad I actually have a chance to discuss that because, <laughs> like i cannot tell so we were basically uh, one of the founders um of act up dublin is one of my best friends will saint ledger and he's been kind of a long time um activist living in dublin he's not from dublin he's from clomel okay. which is a different place in ireland but he lives in dublin um and we actually lived together towards the end of last year he's amazing and um he was uh invited to be the grand marshal of Pride Dublin Pride last year, which was obviously huge. Um, and kind of as a as an agreement on that, it was decided that Act Up would be the first, um, troop in the Dublin Pride parade, which was you know a am- it was fantastic to have an activist group at the start of something that you know there's different organisations and stuff in there, but it was so good to have. A group, you know, calling for kind of a, a sexual revolution in Ireland and, you know, more access to information for everybody and, tr- you know, calling for trans health care and an end to direct provision, which is the kind of inhumane um, system under which asylum seekers are placed in Ireland, sometimes for like up to a decade. So we were marching at the front. So much work went into this
0: joke. Like, what what area do you work in? <laughs> i'm a cabin crew what's that airline industry
1: okay so like you can imagine right if you've got like you've found out that like you know you've got some big celebrity coming on and you know you know what it's like when there's just like a really big thing and like everyone's put so much work into it like you've cleaned the plane top to bottom and like you've done everything that you got to do and you know we put so much work into this and we're like you know it's a volunteer. we're activists it's voluntary like we we don't get paid to do this. We do it because it needs to be done. And, you know, the government ain't, ain't talking about these things. So we had all these signs printed and I did a lot because I work in marketing. Obviously, I was like doing a lot of social media for Act Up and like this was a proper campaign. Like we were, you know, we were doing really well and I put so much effort into it. And yeah, then we handed out the signs on the morning of the parade. And full disclosure, I had the worst cramps of my life that day. All time. Like, I've never discussed that I was about to keel over like I actually thought I was going to die mm-hmm. um, I've eaten the salpadine and I was eating the neurofen and I was like no you know you can't give this you know you can't not go so I went down yeah and then that's how the the infamous um, photos so of course all the press photos um, of the parade were of act up because we were leading it and I had my big giant sign that said support people with HIV upside down for the first 20 minutes of the phrase.
0: <laughs> oh han and i just i know how devastated we you were and i don't want to make light of it but it was it was just we all found it hilarious
1: it was so embarrassing but you know, and I think this is something that I kind of learned from the, you know, gay Twitter and, and you know, with my friends basically over here who I met through Twitter and why I'm here, basically. Um, you just have to take the piss out of yourself sometimes, don't you? You just somebody tweeted it to me and I was like, OK, I can either like block this person and hopefully never see this again or I can help, you know, the message get spread a bit wider. So there was this amazing kind of long um landscape shot of like 50 of us so we were all wearing our u equals u t-shirts um and my sign was upside down and i was like i tweeted it and i was like hey i was like can anybody photoshop this so my sign is the right way around and like that tweet was seen because people were obviously taking you know the mic and they were putting all funny stuff under that tweet was seen by like 250,000 people or something like that so, Incredible. you know, I try and take from that that the message was spread further even though I looked
0: like an absolute idiot. You're totally right, we do need to take the piss out of ourselves you leaned into it, you turned You turned your username upside down, you know, you are in on the joke, fully um, like Greta Thunberg, changing her Twitter name to Sharon
1: <laughs> Yes, exactly
0: Where is Ireland right now in the availability of prep
1: um it was announced was it towards that it was november i believe last year because i remember mentioning it in my um interview from my current job um that it was yeah they introduced it as far as i know it's available now you can just go online and i mean i don't know what the situation is um obviously we're in a pandemic i'm sure it's slightly more difficult to get um but yeah, it got, it after a, long, a lot of activists and a lot of meetings and a lot of calling on, you know, the powers that be, uh, it was rolled out as a medication that you could get for free um, on the, as I said, the HSE, which is our, um, our NHS. So that's,
0: I mean, it's fantastic, you know. It's Incredible. about time. <laughs> it's about, can I just say, <laughs> uh, for anyone listening who wants to, educate themselves about lgbt history where would you suggest they start there's what was the name of the film that you saw
1: okay so the film that i saw was a french film it's called 120 it's bpm beats per minute right i think it's on amazon you might have to pay a couple of quid to get it um and it it is french is subtitled, but it tells the story of um Grew a group of activists, which was ACT UP Paris, um in in Paris in the early nineties, um and and kind of the the war that they were having to wage on the pharmaceutical industry for withholding um you know medication and stuff and charging astronomical fees and stuff like that for medication that would save people's lives. But it's kind of set against this really beautiful love story between these two guys in the film as well. Like it's absolutely heartbreaking joe have you seen it
0: i have not and i'm going it, to
1: i would highly recommend watching it and it may it makes you so angry because you know when you just think about how many people had to lose their lives and stuff like that it's just so upsetting um and i think that's another thing that i learned to act up because you know i'm 30 um one actually and um, i would have as i said i have i have friends who are a bit older than me as well who would have like lost friends back then um so i think yeah it's just a particular it was a particularly horrendous and heartbreaking time and i think it's really important to remember that generation and all of those lives lost as well and all those people who fought so that you know it'd be like the community could have the, you know the certain freedoms obviously that it has and the access to certain things that you know the drugs and stuff like that now so I think yeah I would start with
0: that film it's beautiful. Absolutely it's so important I'm I'm we're the same age I'm 30 and I, I didn't learn about this in school, so I've got to do things like watch documentaries, and I follow a Twitter account called LGBT underscore History, and that's incredible. And that's more um, stories that will take a, a snapshot of someone who's protesting in a crowd, and it'll have a whole essay in the caption about this person's story. And it's a lot of them are heartbreaking, a lot of them, a lot of them are uplifting. And yeah, I didn't realize the scope of this HIV crisis in the '80s, and I'm remember one film that really did hit home with me was Angels in America, which is a heavy, it, it was a play. It is, it's, it's a play that was turned into a film and it's, it's a lot to take on. It's like in three parts, uh, but I do strongly suggest sitting down and watching something like that or 120 um, BPM and uh, get schooled.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Holly, tell me a little bit about what you do
1: well i have what i would imagine in my opinion is the best job in the world um i somehow managed to wrangle myself the position of marketing manager for manchester pride which hilariously enough a few of my friends have said i've been doing for free uh for the last couple of years because all i ever do is talk about manchester pride and you know being um at an attendee for the last three uh festivals um so yeah we're you know the festival uh are obviously our flagship event and it's one it's one big thing that we do during the year but we we do you know all year around um we're working you know to promote equality and end discrimination and provide opportunities for lgbtq people all lgbtq people and all lgbtq communities um in greater manchester so it is the most it's just i just feel like i have such an important job and i'm so lucky you know to to you know um
0: get to, just to get to do that every day i just feel so lucky you do i can feel the energy and i just i was so made up when i saw the news and uh, i just it, it is an important job it is uh just so fitting for you can't wait to see where it takes you and the 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 work you you're doing you'd recently moved to the uk mm-hmm. i know you haven't been you haven't been in it that like you've been indoors. <laughs> <laughs> I, I this is a really rudimentary question but like what are the key differences you're like huh that's completely different to in Dublin anything you notice uh, about the people yeah.
1: um you know what I would say is that the people are actually quite similar and I think that's why I always liked it here um uh, Manchester is such a welcoming it's such a beautiful city but it's so welcoming as well and like you know I'm not trying to be immodest or anything but like I'd be oh sorry I'd be um fairly friendly like I'm you know I I like chatting to people in shops and bus stuff like (laughs) I talk to a wall to be honest and I just really liked that I've always felt like that was reciprocated over here like I never I've I've you know, I've spent a lot a good bit of time in London especially when I was you know in my kind of 20s and I used to have to go over for work and stuff and it's not really the same vibe um, in other European cities but it's similar in that regard the differences um, I mean obviously the nightlife over here is incredible the fact that the community has like an entire village um, for you know to enjoy and there's something there for everybody no matter what you know pretty much like no matter you know what you're kind of into I think that's something that's very special to Manchester uh, should be protected at all costs um everything's a lot cheaper pretty much most things are cheaper than they are in Dublin I hear
0: that I see a lot of your retweets about like Dublin house prices mm-hmm. and' it's, it's crazy I guess uh, listen I don't know anything about finances it's the, the pound to euro ratio whatever
1: yeah it's you know like I'm I never went to college like I don't have a degree or a diploma or anything um I've just always worked really really hard uh I just really like working and I've always you know I've never been somebody who's been like dependent on anyone else like I would never personally um no shade to anyone who does this but I would never expect like somebody else to fund my lifestyle whether that's my parents or a partner or whatever I'm I'm very independent and I always have been but I just never felt like I could have nice things in Dublin but I work so hard and I always felt like I deserved you know nice things whether that's this flat that I'm in now it's just it's would probably be three three times if not more the price in Dublin you know for this location and this beautiful apartment that we have and I just yeah there was just so many factors that made me want to move here but definitely the rent and wanting to have nice things like a nice flat was a huge one
0: I bet and you do deserve it and I can understand that frustration uh yeah that definitely speaks to me Mm. so illustration do you still do it do you
1: know what? Not really. I I, I thought that I might kind of get back into it. Um, you know, during the pandemic, but I've just been so off, run off my feet with work in the best possible way. Um, that I just haven't had a minute. Like, basically, I was kind of drawing my whole life, show. Um, and then when kind of social media came around, and I figured out how to use that i was i found a way to kind of share what i was doing and and then eventually kind of make a bit of money out of it. but i think sometimes when you turn your passions and your hobby into your means of survival you can kind of come to resent it a little bit and um, that's definitely what happened to me um but i do the odd one like my friend steve asked me a while ago to do one for him for for a family member for a gift and i and i did that like for nothing i just did it because i love him. Um. But yeah, it's not something I kind of take much pleasure from anymore. Kind of ruined it for myself.
0: I want to talk about smoking because that's something that I have an affinity with you with. I quit smoking on the um, 24th of October 2017 at 9pm. I wanted to ask you about your smoking journey and do you miss it? And was it difficult to transition into the vape life?
1: That's so funny because I gave up smoking in October 2017 as well twins oh god I hope my parents don't listen because I was lying my parents knew full well I was smoking and I lied through my teeth so my parents never saw me smoking in my whole life I started smoking when I was in secondary school um I was probably 14 or 15 uh, very ashamed to say that um it was just something everyone was doing I was definitely some like one of these kids that was you know, always trying to get in with what I perceived to be the kind of cooler girls. I went to an all girls Catholic school. Um and yeah, I just started smoking. Um and then I just yeah, I just was a smoker then. Um so I just smoked the whole way through kind of my teens and then till I was about I think I was what, twenty seven and that was kind of when vaping first came in front of me. I'd never really heard of it before. Um, and I just said, yeah, I just said, this is crazy. Like, I absolutely stink. All of my clothes stink. Um, cigarettes are violently expensive. Like, they are, like, you get a bottle of wine cheaper than you get a box of smokes. So Oh, you could get two. Literally, like, so I just said, not that people should be replacing bottle folks but I'm just saying I'm just equating it you know you can um and they just kept going up and up in price and I was like I need to give this up before I die or before I do like I mean I've I've no doubt I've already done irreparable damage to my you know body but it's like I need to nip this in the bud. um yeah so I just went out and bought vape and I would say I've had three slip ups where I've had a SIG or or a drag on a SIG or a
0: Roly um in those three years. So I'm not doing too bad. Um no, that's amazing. You get one cigarette a year. I think Gwyneth Paltrow says she gives herself one cigarette a week on a Saturday evening, uh, which is so dumb. Uh, but, uh, so Gwyneth Paltrow as well. So Gwyneth Paltrow, cigarettes and tofu. Yeah, I, I miss it every day, but I, I've quit. And there's a difference between qu- quitting and stopping. And I'm very proud of myself. And I actually quit on the, um, on the anniversary of the release of Baby One More Time. And I feel like that's a sign if there's anything.
1: That's a moment.
0: But wow what a moment uh let's talk about drag race what are your thoughts on this season i love it i think it might be my favorite season ever ever that's a big yeah. statement i know i don't
1: know why but it could be i'll tell you what it is why right? it's um it's the experience of having it to look forward to on a saturday after a long week of having mm. absolutely nothing to do other than work um it's so i i it it might not necessarily be you know the queens or the challenges or the whole, you know, show itself this season. But I'm just finding myself really, really looking forward to Saturday mornings like I've never done before. Um, and it's just it's a big part of me and Harry's week. My house, my um, um, I make a big breakfast and we come in and we put, you know, we've got our pajamas on and we have our coffee and like it's just gorgeous. I just love it. Um, yeah, and no, I'm obsessed. I'm, I'm so. I've never been so engaged I think and I think it's because I yeah it's just it's a big part of our week at the moment
0: that's so cute I love yours and Harry's uh, Saturday morning breakfasts. yeah Yeah. I agree it's like a warm hug in the in in amidst this chaos and it's the equivalent of Saturday morning cartoons when you're a kid and I just I love it I love it it gives me that buzz
1: it feeds exactly what I want to do
0: um exactly what I want to do. And I do agree it is it's a season whereas in previous years I've maybe been on my phone the whole time. I'm actually the phone is down and I am I am focused on what's going on. I stan Heidi so much. I really hope she wins. Really? Really? Yeah really? I do. Crazy. Who are you um, rooting for or have you not decided at this stage?
1: I really like Crystal um and I like I actually really like Jackie Cox as well, um, but I think I don't want Gigi to win. I know that's that my I I think I did up to a point, and then I was like, no. Um, I think Jada might be like the dark horse. She's like,
0: gonna, not the dark horse because people are already like rooting for her, but Jada, what's her name? Jada, Jada Pinkett. No, that's uh, well, no. Milsmith. That's Milsmith. Jada is um she's just so poised so snatched so elegant and
1: you know what it's all to play for I think it's probably the I think it's probably the strongest what are we at five now
0: more than that I think that um we're on eight how many
1: how many of them is left
0: oh god I don't know yeah not counting shares um I'm fuming that she gets to the final though I know but she looked they've
1: they did what they could do you know they had the mm. whole season
0: and I went screaming when the when Disney refused to have her on on stage when they did Frozen Week and they just refused to even show her runway
1: um who do you think is What was I going to say? I've completely lost
0: my train. Oh, welcome to my life recording the podcast. I just go blank every five (laughs) seconds. I literally
1: can't remember what I was going to say. I had such an... Oh, yeah, what do you think they're going to do about the final? Like, we're in a pandemic. The final's not been filmed yet. What's going to happen? Are we going to
0: get a Zoom? (laughs) Listen. I think it's going to be a Zoom, and we're we're doing that with uh, we're doing that with Bravo, like Real Houses of Atlanta just had a Zoom reunion, Vanderpump Rules just had a Zoom reunion, and I think it's it's what we get this year. I'm afraid uh,
1: they might have to postpone us. You never know.
0: Yeah, are you watching Celebrity Drag Race? I'm not.
1: Oh my god, we put it on right, so we put it on on Saturday straight after um the normal Drag Race. And we were about, like Joe, I'd say we were about five and a half, six minutes into it. And I just turned around to Harry and I went, this is shite. I was like, I'm going in to do my tan. So I went into my bedroom to do my tan which takes forever. Um, and I came back out and this he was asleep on the couch halfway through the second season and he'd been
0: asleep for an hour. So he slept through the first episode and half the second one. I don't like it at all bless harry harry's another person that i really i can't wait to actually get to know um better than we do just um from twitter like when i can finally eventually travel and um i've said like the first thing i'm going to do is book a train to manchester because i can't wait to see all my friends
1: you can come and stay with us very nice
0: that would be so cute and less expensive than the hotels i've been getting let me tell you
1: don't be getting the hotel stay here for the weekend
0: it's interesting that you tan on Saturday nights because I do too. Listen, there's so much we have in common. We quit smoking on October 2017,
1: and, <laughs> and Saturdays. I don't, I don't specifically tan on Saturdays, and I actually don't really wear a fake tan. I'm just looking for something to do constantly. Just something thank you.
0: Yeah, I didn't really. I made a decision during this quarantine that this is what I'm going to do to make myself feel better. So that when I look in the mirror, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like not going outside as much or not being in public in front of customers. Like I look back at pictures of myself just a few months ago and I just looked so much more radiant and there's so much more life in my eyes. <laughs> and <laughs> I just feel like, I, especially on Zoom calls, fucking hell, that camera is, that front facing camera is not forgiving. And I just, I can get into my head about my body image issues coming to the fore. It's like, I thought I got past that when I was like 17. But also it's interesting because I like to have, right, it's Saturday as I do. Saturday is Drag Race and Fake Tan. Sunday is Liam's Quiz, which if anyone who's listening doesn't do Liam's Quiz, I thoroughly suggest it. It's going to be going into week seven. It's really good. And it's all for a good cause. Um, I I guess the winner picks the charity to send a donation to. I am probably, no, not probably. I'm definitely never going to win because I just, I can't manage to get more than 14 out of 15. (laughs) Yeah, no, he's so good at it. So it's... um, So grateful for Liam, Hannah.
1: Liam Lambrini on on, on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, he does his his quiz every Sunday. I actually did the illustration for his uh, little promo for the quiz, so...
0: Really? Was that you? Love that. Yeah, thanks. She only illustrates out of a place of love. She is literally. not taking commissions. <laughs> Would you rather always be 30 minutes early or always be 10 minutes late?
1: 30 minutes early. Same. I literally cannot stand being late. It just fills me with fear and dread and anxiety paranoia everything it's not worth it well rather be 30 minutes early she can go to greg's get a sausage roll (laughs) go to Brett, get a flat white and just relax and just sit down and chill out and go on your phone have a little flick through the socials see what's going on and just be calm 10 minutes late oh my god no no. hell
0: nightmare absolute nightmare yeah 100% on the same page with you on that one (laughs) (laughs) Uh, where do you see yourself in five years? I know that's a scary question.
1: Wow. Oh, my God. Um, I would love to still be working where I work now, which is for Manchester Pride. Um, maybe, you know, haven't gone up a rung or two. I'm a marketing manager at the moment. Um, and I would love if I was still with my lovely boyfriend, um, who is amazing and who i have not seen in two months because of oh this pandemic. i know um and i don't know maybe have a nice house and still be me like just child free you know living my life going out on my saturday nights still here in manchester um and yeah just really happy
0: Oh, that sounds cool. I'll be like, what,
1: like 35 then? Yeah, I'd like to just be like really um, just very much so like this is my kind of home then, which I already feel, I always felt like that, but just kind of, you know, have
0: a nice big house or something like that to like
1: cement the whole thing, you know?
0: Stunning. Yeah, I uh, I love that. I'm going to cough, I think. Oh my God, my nan was coughing up like no one's business on Zoom, but we were all terrified. Yeah. <laughs> Manchester has such a nice energy and I just yeah again I can't wait to make it my home and I'd like to have a dog and a garden and just there's honestly there's not much I don't feel like I'm asking for much like I feel like these are achievable goals I've got do you read because reading is fundamental are you a reader
1: um first of all sorry you kind of cut out there do you want to ask that again I,
0: I love that you were just going to go for it anyway <laughs> and <just sort> of, <laughs> <laughs> to figure out an answer and hope it was the, the I right I thought
1: best. about it I definitely thought about it and then I was like wait I don't know what to say here because I actually don't know what you asked
0: <laughs> um I just said do you read are you reading much are you a reader anyway do you read books
1: <laughs> okay I'm gonna be totally honest and say absolutely not right i'm not a reader um i have the shortest attention span um of anyone i've ever encountered in my life however um my boyfriend did get me a kindle for my birthday because a couple of months ago i was really sick um and i was staying in his for a few days and I was just so ill and bored. So I downloaded Jessica Simpson's autobiography onto his Kindle. Um, Highly recommend reading it. It's brilliant. Um, and I was like, God, this Kindle's amazing. I was like, it's like being on your phone, <laughs> but you're actually reading. You're like intaking information and it's like a nice little break away from your phone, but you don't feel like you're reading a book. So he's so cute. So he um he got me a Kindle for my birthday as a surprise. So I recently... What am I reading at the moment? I'm reading the journals of Keith Haring. Um, do you know Keith Haring?
0: I I don't. Is that an Irish person?
1: No, actually, it is a um artist, pop kind of a pop artist from uh the eighties, eighties, nineties, seventies, and eighties, kind of around the Andy Warhol era. Uh, era. Um, who's um a gay guy, uh, incredible artist, and he unfortunately passed away from AIDS related complications when he was 31 so same age as me now and he I think it was 1989 or 1990 that he died um but I actually tweeted because I went to his exhibition in the Tate in Liverpool in September last year and I I tweeted the other day saying oh does anyone have any recommendations you know because there's loads of books about him and you know whatever and um five minutes later I got uh an email in my inbox saying like you're you know i won't say his name but your boyfriend has just um bought you you know a keith herring's journals like he's so cute my wife so i'm just reading that at the moment and it's amazing
0: so cute i found it on my goodreads app i'm gonna add that to my to read list Do,
1: and you should look up a lot of his art is incredible um a lot of, he was actually, he did a lot of um the kind of visuals for Act Up New York in the early 90s, late 80s. And he did, you know, like the Silence Equals Death, um, uh, you know, artworks and stuff like that. And oh, he was just amazing. And uh, he was like one of the first people that kind of was like, oh, I'm going to stick this on a T-shirt. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to make little bags and, you know, actually like selling Making art accessible for everybody he was doing murals in children's hospitals so that everybody could enjoy his art and I think it's so interesting to like have heard all of this stuff and then to actually read it right from like when he was after getting accepted into art college, you know all the way up until unfortunately, as I said when he passed away um amazing insight
0: incredible an eclectic taste from uh from Jessica Simpson's autobiography, which Connor was actually imploring me to read as well, I know that's definitely on my list. too. I've um, got the
1: range. I have got the
0: range. She's got the range. We can't <laughs> deny that. Holly, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Where can people find you online?
1: You can follow me um on Twitter. It's Holly Shortall, and that's S H O R. I have to say R. Sorry, I keep getting corrected on that. So as a person from ireland i say or but you guys say are so i'm gonna start that again so it's <laughs> s-h-o-r-t-a-l-l um, and it's the same on instagram but i think i think i'm better on twitter i think i'm more of a talky person than a photo person my Instagram's very chaotic
0: All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Bare Minimum. I really hope you've enjoyed it. Go follow Holly. Thank you so much. And until next time, bye. Bye. (laughs) And there we go, guys. It's time for me to get in bed. This has been fun.